friends, welcome back to another episode of Let's Not. I'm your host, Sam. And I'm Michelle. And this week we are talking about our aesthetic, mm-hmm. our vibes, if we're a minimalist or yeah. a maximist. Maximalist. I was like, nope, I said that wrong. <laughs> now I'm like double checking before I get called out for the rest. Imagine if we said the whole show you, in the wrong no, way. I, I don't want to imagine that because then Jake will be like, can you just tell Sam that uh, she said it wrong? No, it, it, we're good. Minimalism and maximalism. Maximalism. I'm just going to say, are you a mini or a maxi? I love it. Like Perfect. a pad. <laughs> So before we get into it, make sure you're following us on our social media, partake in our discussions that we have on Instagram and in our stories and such. Mm-hmm. We love we love to see you there. Yes. And let's just get into it. So I'm yeah. worried because you said you were going to tell me something about Ichabod and I'm scared. <sighs> God, I gotta go first. So yesterday was a really hectic morning for me. My alarm either went off or didn't go off, but regardless, I woke up late and I had a text from my friend Mia asking if she could come over in like an hour, an hour and a half, like an hour before that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So I got up, shot her a quick email, said... Yes, like, um, she had asked if she'd come over at 10.30 or 11. I said, I'm just waking up. 11 would be great. Also, I had groceries delivered from Amazon slash Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, oh, shit, I have a lot to do. And Mia's always punctual, so she's going to be here right at 11. Right on time. Um, and so it's already 10. So I go out into my mudroom area where I tell them to put the groceries because I always leave a note for the delivery driver Uh-oh. saying, please leave the groceries inside of the side porch between the garage and the house. I've been contemplating adding to it that my ankle is broken and mm-hmm. I can't get outside because the last few times they haven't done it. Yeah, you um, definitely should. I know. Well, it's done now. Okay. Um. But I haven't, and I just struggle through it. (laughs) Um, So it happens again. It's out on the porch. It's out on the porch in a way that when I open the door, everything's behind it. Super inconvenient. Yeah. So I'm on my scooter at the door, now off of my scooter, holding onto the door jam, leaning over on one foot, (sighs) trying to pull all these fucking bags in. I already know where this is going. Yes. And so I look behind me. Both cats are out in the mudroom with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm screaming at them like I don't actually scream at them just to like scare them not to go outside. And so I'm just like, stay over there as I'm bringing all these bags in. And I'm really only concerned about Dottie because she's the one that likes to go outside and Ichabod usually doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I'm grabbing like one of the last bags and Ichabod just bolts. Just straight up just leaves the fucking house and not even leaves and is like wandering around in eyesight he just immediately runs the fuck away like he has something to do down the street and I just lost it I mean I like tried calling Jake I was I you know he wasn't picking up he's at work and so I texted him so he knew what the situation was and I was like Ichabod just ran out of the house oh my gosh um he called me like 20 25 minutes about a half an hour later yeah uh and I was I have never been that outside of myself. Like, I was crying hysterically. 
and in my head and I was pleading to a god I don't believe in I was just like please 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 let him come back because there is literally nothing I can do I can't go running after him I don't know what to fucking do so when he ran out Mm -hmm. you're on your scooter and it's not like a scooter where Michelle can drive oh no no no. after it's like it's an e-scooter a knee scooter. So she's like, there's no way that she can chase no. the cat. So when he runs out, like, did he run across the street or run to the side no. to where you couldn't I even couldn't see, see him. him? Oh, my God. He ran to the side of, like, the garage area. So I couldn't see him at all. It would be, like, one thing if I had eyes on him because then yeah. I felt like I could coax him back. But mm-hmm. he was just completely gone out of eyesight. And also, like, there's, like, a few steps to get down. And I just can't – I wouldn't be able to do it by myself because I was th- – I was just – standing there like what the fuck do I do do I try and go after him Mm -hmm. do I do that and get hurt more so I would just I mean now there's like a lot of things that I think of what I could have done but in the moment I was just and I wasn't even worried about him getting lost or not coming back because he's like a smart cat Mm -hmm. I was more scared that he would come across a different animal or god forbid fucking Batman Mm -hmm. and get his ass kicked yeah. And get really, really hurt. Because Batman, I mean, I've talked about Batman, and also I don't think I've updated the listeners that Batman is not dead. He is <laughs> very much alive. He's alive, everyone. Um, because of course he is. Uh, Batman isn't like a bully where he gives you a swirly in the bathroom. Oh He's God, more of like a Stephen King bully where he takes out a switchblade and carves pig into your belly. Yeah. Like, he's... He's not a bad cat, but he's an outdoor ruffian cat. Yeah. And he sometimes he'll see Dottie and Ichabod outside, out back with mm-hmm. us, and he'll start stalking up, and then Jake has to, like, be like, get out of yeah. here. But he'll fuck, he'll oh fuck Ichabod up. And there's coyotes, there's foxes, there's hawks. Yeah. We've literally seen hawks, like, pull up snakes and gophers and all this other oh shit. God, gophers? Yeah. Shit. So I was just, I was just scared that he was going to get hit by a car or fucked up by an animal and then be hurt somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. I was just losing my mind. I was just crying as if I just saw somebody die in the street and as if like my baby was never coming back home. Mm -hmm. As I'm on the phone with Jake, I see this motherfucker come back around the garage and just, I'm like... I like Ichabod's back, Ichabod's back, and I like put it down. And the whole time I'm talking to Jake, he's like, I can't understand what you're saying. Aww. Like, take a breath, take yeah. a breath. Because I was just, I was losing my yeah. fucking mind. Yeah. I got Ichabod so did back. So did, <laughs> did he come back, like, just strolling, like, oh, mom, I was just looking on the other side of the garage. No, he was a little skittery. Like, yeah. he like, like, came like, running shit, back do that? into iView and was like kind of looking around and he was a little bit low. So I feel like something spooked him and yeah. he came running back, but he was gone for like 25, 30 minutes. Oh my gosh, Michelle. When you were, did you call his name? Were you like, Ichabod? Yeah. No. Were you like, Ichabod? Yeah, I was that. I was screaming like a banshee. Oh my gosh. Crying, crying, crying. <laughs> and then within like 15 minutes, like Mia's here and I'm just like trying to keep my shit together. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That's a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. It was bad. And so now I'm, like, pissed at him. Yeah, it's I don't scary. even want to look at him. I mean, but he, he came back, though, so that's good. I know. And then, of course, as I was telling Mia and telling Jake, they're like, he would come back. Like, why were you freaking out? And I'm just like, because I can't, 
I don't think you're understanding the lack you of control I had in the situation yeah, like and how you, fucking helpless I felt. Yeah. Because if, God forbid, anything happened to him, mm-hmm. I would be done. Yeah. <laughs> I would be done for months on end. Because he's such a fucker. <laughs> God, I hate him. And you fucking love that cat. I love him so goddamn much. I wouldn't hate him yeah. so much right now if I didn't love him so yeah, goddamn much. Yeah, it just scared you. It scared the shit out of me. Every scenario goes through your head where oh, you're yeah. just like, he's dead. See, I'm like, oh, he's going to get hit by a car. Because mm. I'm like, that street right up there, like, yeah. that's the busy street. But anyway, so I had that heart attack yesterday morning. You need your neighbor's number, the dad over there. I know. I need it, and I don't have his number. And then also another weird thing that happened yesterday, mm-hmm. at 8.30 at night, Jake was at the tattoo shop, so he came home late. Um, and at 8.30, somebody rang my doorbell. 8.30? Yeah. Which, I'm not answering my door in the oh, middle of the fucking no. day. No. And so I just texted Jake and I said, somebody rang the doorbell, I'm not answering, but I'm not answering it, but I want you to know in case something happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, oh God. And I was like, yeah. And then when he came home, he was like, well, do you know who it was? I was like, no, I was sitting on the couch. The doorbell rang. I don't know if it's the side or the front because it both they both trigger the same sound. Mm-hmm. And I'm not answering the door at 8.30 at night when I'm home alone with a broken ankle. Yeah. When I'm not expecting anybody. No. And he was like, well, maybe because you were screaming earlier in the day, like, somebody came by to see, like, if you found Ichabod or if anything was okay. I was like, 12 hours later? Yeah. If they heard me screaming for my cat, why wouldn't they come over then? Mm -hmm. Like, why would they wait 12 hours at night then to come over to be like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, I saw how she reacted with losing the cat. I'm Uh not going to come in the middle of the night even though it's not in the middle of the night but 8 30 is practically bedtime yes it's if it's night out no no and i'm home alone if jake was here sure were your curtains open no i closed them why don't you have a curtain on your door i don't know either sam i don't like like the blonde just a shade i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna do a thing where like i paint a design on it so it still lets like some light in but Mm. it's not as see-through so did you freeze? I always do that. If someone knocks on the door, I freeze because then I'm like, if I don't move, they don't know that I'm here. Yeah, at first, like, I stopped the TV and I, like, turned around and stuff. And then I was like, fuck it. I don't care if they know that I'm home. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not answering the fucking door. Yeah. How well, many times did they knock? Just once. Just one doorbell ring. Just one? Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. No, I'm not fucking with that. Yeah, and Jake was trying to be like, oh, I'm not saying, like, why didn't he, like, I understand why you didn't open it, but at the same time, it's probably just a neighbor. I'm like, they can come at a reasonable hour. Unless yeah. now I'm like, well, what if somebody Jake's, else needed help? I know. Jake's <laughs> like, well, what if they lost their cat and they're just seeing, like, hey, well, have you seen my cat? Yeah, well, I can't help myself, so I can't help anybody else either. You should get a ring doorbell. I know, Jake said that too. If, if I lived in a house, I would have one of those. Especially if Jake's not going to be around as much. All right, we need to take all this out so people don't know that I'm easy target. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, all right, I will. <laughs> Already thought of it. They're like, you wait, so you can see right into her door. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy that lives across the street. You're off of a busy street. Uh-huh. But yeah, so that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was a shit show. Oh my gosh, Michelle. That sounds... Very scary. Mm -hmm. I think my stomach would have fallen out of my asshole. Yeah. I felt like I was on a car careening over a cliff and there was no way to stop it. Yeah. Which is extreme. (laughs) I understand it's a little overdramatic. No, but that's how you felt. No, yeah. 
which I was just, it was insane. I think what I would have done is I would have, like, sat on my butt, and then I honestly would have log-rolled it. I'd have been like, Ichabod, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> it was, oh, God, I know. And that was the thing, like, I immediately started, like, stepping forward. I was like, Ooh. I'm going to get stuck out there, yeah. and then two of us are going to be stuck out. <laughs> You're just going to be there in the yard yeah. with Ichabod. <laughs> Jake's going to come home at night. You're like, I found him. <laughs> oh, my God. Such a fucking mess. Oh, man. How is the boot doing, though? Because you just got it. It's fine. I mean, I still... They were pretty much like, just treat it like it's the cast for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. Only it's 20 pounds fucking heavier. It is? Oh, my gosh. Um, But... I'm going to I'm gonna push it up a little bit. So I think in like a few days, I'm going to start putting some weight on it. Oh, okay, Dr. I Michelle. Can't, I can't wait anymore. Okay. I can't. All right. And it feels like fine. Um, I have some like PT exercises to do for it. Mm-hmm. But I just got to get this going. I'm like done. Yeah. I'm so fucking done. Between not being able to rescue my cat and just a litany of other things, yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> How things go on in Sam's life? I'm trying to think. No, oh, so it. my eye doctor appointment got moved, so it's this week, so I'll be able to update you next week, but from here on out, it's doctor appointment every week for the rest Ooh. of the month. So, so we'll know how healthy you are. I guess. <laughs> but I'm really worried that cuz at the end of the month, that's where I'm going to the primary doctor. I've never seen them before. And when I was scheduling the appointment, I was like, do they do oh, yeah, women yeah. exams? Yeah. And I don't know if the guy thought I actually meant, like, a pap smear and all of that stuff, Uh or if he just thought, like, is there a doctor that sees women? Oh, okay. Like, I'm a little worried. Yeah. Because it was a little, like, sketchy how Mm. I had to schedule the appointment. I'm sure they'll take care of you. I hope so. I mean, they might not physically, but they'll point you in the right direction for the next step. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. That's good. Yeah, then I think I, I don't remember if I talked about how I was trying to schedule. Well, I'm trying to find a therapist. I have it narrowed down to four people that I'm going to call and see and just see how that goes. Yeah. But the person that I wanted, they unfortunately don't pick my insurance, so. Boo. I know. You're going to find a better person. I hope so. Yeah. Let me know who you get, and then I'll book them too, okay. and then. And then we can just go together. Yeah. <laughs> We can carpool. <laughs> Get a two for one. I was gonna say, then we keep tabs on what we're saying about each other. She'll just be like, "You guys are too codependent at this point, and so you'll need to chill the fuck out." No, <laughs> no, no. We're not doing it. Wanted to give a shout out to our listener Katie. She visited Salem with her boyfriend last week, and we were able to meet up with her, Joe and I to meet her in real life so katie if you're listening hey girl hey oh that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah i love katie she's always commenting and yeah just being being in with us hanging out with us hanging out with us yeah, yeah. all right so we're gonna go ahead and get into the main topic of this week's episode and that is our decor styles like yeah. if we're a minimalist or a maximalist mm-hmm. i'm saying mini and maxi okay guys all right so mini interior design focuses on a sparing amount of furniture and details allowing space to be prominent in the room a maxi interior design focuses on mixing patterns colors textures to make a room feel lavish and personalized doesn't it just sound so lovely 
It's like we already know what you are, just based on how you read both of those definitions. <laughs> you kind of is it that obvious? Yeah, uh, yeah. You gave the maxi a little bit more uh, love. And then I was just thinking because I tend to ramble on, so it's mm-hmm. like it's all across the board. I feel like, what like is where all you get the board? like you get straight to the point, and uh-huh. I like have to dance in circles around it. <laughs> And it's like, bitch, just tell us. Now that you know more or less what each design is like, I had read this Harper's Bazaar article. Um, It was written in February 5th of this year. And I thought that the opening quote was really good and kind of pertained to like why we wanted to talk about this Mm because we do, me and Sam really enjoy our home spaces. And I think this is even before COVID, but I think a lot more people are starting to see why making your home space comfortable to you is important. So important. Um, So it starts, the last year of numerous lockdowns has made many of us see the importance of our homes as sanctuaries from the outside world. How the inside of our living spaces look is a reflection of who we are and what makes us feel calm and happy. Two interior design styles that speak to our different personalities are minimalism and maximalism. For some, a fuss-free, stark home with spare white walls helps to feel serene and chill, creating an appreciation of the little things. For others, maximalism is the ultimate comforting mood booster, a visual reminder of favorite objects amassed over a lifetime. It just makes me happy when mm-hmm. when you talk I, about maximalism. When I hear it. <laughs> that's, that's what I like. It just, oh, it just sounds so comforting. I know. And so if you couldn't tell, <laughs> we also thought that this would be a good topic is because Sam very much relates to a maximalism aesthetic mm-hmm. and I relate more to a minimalist aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I think both are beautiful. Like I do too. And I wish that I could be yeah. a minimalist mm-hmm. with like home decor and stuff. And I visually appreciate and like maximalism actually more than minimalism but for functionality and sanity I like minimalism Mm -hmm. but I love looking at apartments and decor where it's just every nook and cranny has a different like visual thing to look at Mm -hmm. you know I like that a lot I do too I just love it so much and although I wish that I could be the opposite Mm -hmm. it just I don't know. I like all the textures. I like all the different colors. And it's just, it's not so cold. Yes. Yep. Yep. And that's the thing. I think you can do minimalism. They they say a lot about like stark white walls and like a sterile environment. But I don't like that portion Mm -hmm. of it. Like I do like stark walls, but put a color on it or a pattern or, you know, like I do like patterns and colors and stuff. I just don't like all the tchotchkes and trinkets and too many textures, I don't think. Just looking into your living room right now, I've always loved it. And it's just always so like clean and clear and crisp. But yeah, and that's what I, mm-hmm. that's the the aim I do like. Because yeah. we'll talk about how we were brought up and mm-hmm. like our childhood homes and what that decor and aesthetic was and maybe how it shaped our futures. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, I really like just as less as possible because then your eye does have like places to rest and stuff because I think that's the thing is like my mind's always kind of going in overdrive that I can't visually around me have a lot of stuff or else 
I'll just get a little bombarded. Maybe that's my issue. <laughs> no, but I think, but like even just the way you talk about it, you're obviously like very inspired by yeah. it. Yeah. So I think it works for you. All right. So let's get into our childhood homes. Yeah. Transport us back to Kansas. Sam's, let's say 1213. 1213. Oh what was gosh. that house like? So we were renting and I think that's why, because my mom had a, I would say a minimalist style, um, just because when you're renting, like, you can't really put, like, a lot of holes in the walls. You can't yeah. paint it. But it was very, like, simple. I remember, like, the there was just paneling everywhere, so it oh, was wow. so fucking dark. Yeah. And it was, like, like a brownish-black carpet, so dark. And the walls were, like, a very, like, creamy tan. And then also my mom smoked indoors, so, like, that probably oh. stained the walls and the fucking curtains. But she would have, like, a few fake plants, nothing really too much on the walls, and just, like, a few little trinkets, but it was very bare. And yeah. I would always be like, Mom, let's put up more decor. Mm -hmm. And she'd be like, no, it looks too busy. I don't like the way that it looks. And I would always try to add stuff, but then she would take it away. She'd be oh. like, uh, no, I'm the adult. Yeah. No, I'm paying rent. No. Um, and yeah, I just remember I would always like be like, why don't we have more stuff or whatever? Like, why can't we put up more so it feels like this is our home home? Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know if it was like we just moved around often to where she was like, eh, it's kind of Not pointless it. to make it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was just, that's, yeah, just a few fake plants and some baskets and what kind of trinkets did your mom, like, have? Was it, like, glass, figurines? Um, yeah, a few figurines, like, glass. I remember she had this clock that had a glass... Um, dome over it? A glass oh. dome, yeah. It, was, it always reminded me of, like, the Beauty and the Beast yep. rose. Yep. She had those, and there were, like, a few little elephant trinkets. Even in our kitchen, like, just everything was always put away. She didn't want anything on the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. Um... Nothing really on the side tables except for, like, a lamp and maybe a little clock or something. Yeah. Just whatever stuff she got from my grandma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was more just, like, functional pieces and mm -hmm. not decorative. Yeah. So how do you think that affected you now? The last place that me and my mom lived mm -hmm. together, um, it was just, like, the walls were white and it was – nothing was around. Like, it just – it looked so boring yeah. and so plain. Like, you couldn't even tell who lived there by walking in. Like, it was just so... And I think that's why I started liking the holidays, too, because then my mom would decorate. Decorate, yeah. Yeah, that and that's when sense. I was like, oh, it feels like the home is, like, yeah. you. it's lived in. It's, like, cozy and mm -hmm. just, like, warm. And so I think that's why I started becoming obsessed with the holidays. And then I was like, oh, when it's the holidays, like more decor and stuff like that. <laughs> but the last place we lived, it was just so fucking boring. I was like, mom, I hate this place. Yes. Like it literally would make me depressed. And she's yeah. like, what's wrong with you? Like, just be glad we have a roof overhead, which yeah, I was, but I'm like, well, all my other friends have stuff like mm -hmm. all around their house. Mm -hmm. So anytime she was like, well, you can paint your room. I would paint it like a bright purple, a bright yep. teal, like all sorts of oh my stuff. And even growing up, I would just plaster posters in my room. Yep. And she's like, oh my God, what is this? And so I think it's just like, you're so used to it being plain that it's like, I need, I need light opposite. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think that's a big thing is just doing the opposite of whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, because I remember you were telling me the house that you grew up, and I'm like, wow, that's like totally the opposite of 
how you are now, mm-hmm. like that area that you guys couldn't really go in oh, or yeah. wasn't for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was insane. Um, so my mom is definitely like a, a trinket hoarder-ish. Um, and so we just had a lot of hutches everywhere with a lot of figurines and glass pieces and full plate sets mm-hmm. in multiple rooms oh wow so not even like a kitchen or a dining area in, well so I was telling Sam is that um my mom owns a multi-family house the basement was finished and so we did all of our living down in the basement because there was a kitchen down there a living room a bathroom and then a playroom and then upstairs is where the bedrooms were but there was also a second kitchen a second dining room a second living room but all of those rooms had like fancy furniture, like super ornate wooden furniture, mm-hmm. hutches, like these immaculate like plate sets that had all these designs on it. The paintings had like gold frame. It was honestly like living in a museum, but we weren't allowed in those rooms. Yeah. We got to use that dining room on Christmas and that was it. It was, um, and I think this is a very immigrant family mm-hmm. thing because I've definitely heard of it and seen it before. But it was literally like, well, that's for company. But even when company came, it was just our family and we would just be down in the basement. So it's like, is this for the queen or the pope? Like, who is worthy <laughs> who of these expecting? rooms? Yeah. There was literally um, a fainting couch in red velvet with like ornate gold oh my gosh. Um, legs and stuff mm-hmm. in the living room. I'm like, this is wow. beyond me. That house, so it was a multi-family mm-hmm. house, did your mom live there with, like, her mom, or where did she get that from, if you don't mind me asking? No, 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 not at all. So she bought it, she bought it all by herself. I think the house was, like, $20,000 mm-hmm. when she bought it back in the 70s. Um, she got a loan from a bank, and then her and her first husband lived in it. And then they got divorced, and somehow she didn't get fucked over where he got the house because mm-hmm. it was hers. And then my father lived in it, but it was always my mother's house. So, like, there's just trinkets fucking everywhere. And my job as the daughter of the family was every Saturday to dust and clean everything. Mm-hmm. And as long as I did that, then I was allowed to do what I wanted for the rest of the weekend. So, yeah. I think the combination of just all of that excess bullshit and then also having to clean it was just like, when I have my own place, there's going to be nothing. Nothing to clean. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like before the last few years, I did have a lot more trinkets and things around. But as we moved, and especially when we moved to this place, I was like, anything that's even a little crummy that I don't care about is just going. I'm not even moving it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't want the extra. When you were little, like, what did were you allowed to have stuff in your room? Or that also had to be... Not really. My room was, like, small. My mom never let me, like, choose the paint color. Mm-hmm. There was, like, crochet doilies everywhere. It was, like, the lamps that she bought. Yeah. Um, I couldn't put posters up because of the tape and nails and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it very much like my mom wanted everything to stay pristine. And then on the flip side, my dad was also a hoarder in a different way where he was more of, like, a pack rat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the garage was his area. And it was a two-car garage, and he would find garbage and things, and he was super into computers, like, really early on in, like, the 80s. And so I remember you couldn't even open the door where the cars would go in because Mm -hmm. it was just filled all the way up to the ceiling with shit. Oh, wow. But if you go in through the side door, there's, like, a pathway that would maze Mm -hmm. around just 
all these shelvings of just things packed to the brim of just things he found that he was going to tinker with or bring back to life or whatever. And then um, you would just snake around and then there was this little work area in the corner that you would find him tinkering with something. Did your mom hate that? Yes. She would always be like, go to the garage and get your dad or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when they got divorced, my mom cleaned it out. There was, it was insane. There was like three mopeds in there somehow. There was about 17 different computer monitors. It was honestly just, I don't know. Had you ever been to Wicked Good Books when it was like just the bookstore with like all the shelves? I don't think so. It was pretty much like a, it felt like a Harry Potter store where it was just like from the, the floor to the ceiling was just shelves filled with anything it was like a treasure trove as a kid mm-hmm. so I would just go in there and it would probably take me 20 minutes to get to my dad because I would just be like uh, amazed by something else that mm-hmm. I had come across um but then when he got divorced and went to his apartment he did the same thing yeah there so very much both of them hoarders in different ways mm-hmm. a lot of shit <laughs> a lot of a lot shit. of shit do you know like how their parents were well, I feel like the reason that they did that is because they came from so little. Because mm-hmm. my mom is also very much a food hoarder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had two fridges and a deep freeze in my house. And then my mom would still somehow have food at my cousin's house down the street because she oh, would wow. overbuy. Yeah. Because I think that they had, they didn't have access to a lot of food. And so anytime there's a sale that's a really good sale, she would just buy it. Yep. Even if we didn't need it. And then same with things, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's this constant pendulum of, like, not having, getting too much, mm-hmm. not wanting as much, wanting a lot, you know? Yep. It's just back and forth through the generations. Yeah. Do you think you'll always be a minimalist with decorating? I think at this point, because I think I found a good balance where it doesn't seem sterile or boring, but... And, like, I like wallpapers and stuff because I feel like that throws a big swatch of something. Yeah. And then I don't have to worry about frames and pictures and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, because we'll get to it, we also live with other people that I guess have a say in the decor. <laughs> so Jake loves paintings everywhere. He loves rugs and all that stuff. So we find a balance. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's a maximalist? Yes. Mm -hmm. If he could, yeah. Yeah. I think he would do, like, gallery walls everywhere, Mm -hmm. which, like, we had in our last apartment. How about Joe? He's a collector, so I it's maximalist, of course. But never in my life have I been, like, there's – I've never been, like, there's too much stuff until, like, moving in with him. Wow. I don't know if it's because, like, his – collection is like right in the living room so when you first walk in you see it and it takes up like the largest wall of our living room and it's like from floor to literally the top of the Mm -hmm. wall does he input his ideas on the rest of the house or is it just like his collectible area no he doesn't care yeah Yeah. because it took me it took us a while to unpack and he I think he wanted to put his stuff up and I was just still like well do I want the Halloween stuff out in the living room because then it can be kind of more he'll just put it however there's Mm -hmm. really no what am I trying to say? There's no like rhyme or reason with it where I like it. I like my decor to kind of look like it's a shop that you're walking in and I'll try to display like different things or just make it like cute and cozy where Mm -hmm. Joe's just like, I'm just putting it up just to where it's up or whatever. 
So I was trying to figure, like, if if maybe he should put his horror stuff in, like, the bedroom. Are you wishing that he went into the bedroom instead? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I get it, because, like, obviously you want them to have their space of for their course, stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, common areas is, is where it gets a little tricky. Because, mm-hmm. thankfully, Jake has the basement studio, so I tell him, I'm like, do whatever you want down there. Yeah. I don't care. But he likes to creep on up here, slither up from the You're basement. Like, you better stop it. Yeah. Which I try not to let it it doesn't bother me too bad. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, if I would have I would have chose a little differently. But yeah. it's like it's already up and Joe's mm-hmm. always like, I can move it into the bedroom and I'm like, it's already done. And yeah. plus I have my office that that's where I like try to make it that's like my little mm-hmm. piece of happiness or whatever. <laughs> So I'm like, you do whatever, but yeah, he doesn't care. See, well, you have a great eye anyway, so it's like, you're going to do a good job. But well, no, thank you. Yeah. I know what you mean about just putting things there, because I, I think like you, it's like, there's heights to things. Yeah. Like, it needs to look visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. It's not just a throw it there. Yeah. I love seeing pictures of your apartment. I think it looks so beautiful. And that's the thing, like, I love seeing... Mm-hmm. Visually, that's what I like to look at, I think, just in my own space, because that's what I like to look mm-hmm. at. It's too much for me. Yeah. And also the cleaning aspect. The cleaning, for sure. Um, So it took me a long time, because I just, like, kind of cleaned up my office. I was, like, stuck for it. I was stuck on it for a long time. I don't know if it's just, like, it was kind of tied in with, like, my mental health as well, because mm-hmm. it does make such a difference. But I did get rid of some stuff and go through things, and I'm like, why do I have this? If I enjoy it, I'll keep mm-hmm. it. Or if someone had sent it to me, I'll definitely keep it, but... Well, I don't know, because I read in, like, some of the articles I read mm-hmm. is that a lot of people attribute maximalism to, like, being materialistic, mm-hmm. and that's not it at all. It's about, like, being connected to certain things and, like, this object represents a trip I took and it's just being comforted comforted mm-hmm. by like all these things that you've amassed throughout your life, you know, yeah. that mean something mm-hmm. to you. It's not like, well, I need that clock because I need that clock. No, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's too, I think if I didn't go with like a Halloween theme, mm-hmm. I would not be a maximalist with oh, okay. regular decor. Oh, really? Yeah. No, just with Halloween because yeah. it makes me so happy that I'm like, oh, I'll just leave it out all year round. But if it was normal mm-hmm. shit, I would not like it. I'd be yeah. like, this is ugly. This is stupid. <laughs> but because it's like a theme, then I feel like it's yeah. not as busy I don't know because there's some people that like if they are Halloween collectors they have like shelves upon shelves and it's just stacked like you can't even see the wall behind it or the actual shelf that it's on I just I want it to look like normal home decor but Mm -hmm. it's spooky if that makes sense no and I feel like the way you have it set up where it's like you do have a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. but you're able to see it and you're able to appreciate each piece yeah where, yeah, like mm-hmm. you were saying, like, my dad was like that, too, where it's like, you can't even see all this stuff back yeah. here. Like, you're not even enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So you're just hoarding. That's what I kind of tell Joe with his collection, because he has so much cool horror collectibles, and there's so much that you can't even see, mm-hmm. like, the coolest the coolest of it, you know, because it's just all buried, and it kind of just looks like a blob. Yeah, he should do... Well, if you guys, maybe you probably need more space, but he Mm -hmm. should do, like, a seasonal thing where he changes it out, like, every so many, like, six months, and then, like, at least the ones in the front are, Mm -hmm. like, put to the back, and it's, like, a rotating thing. Yeah, he'll tend to rotate it, like, a Freddy Krueger area, 
like a Jason Voorhees area and like stuff like that. Oh, I like but that. Also might be fun because you probably come across things that you forgot you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does that all. He'll be like, oh, look. Huh? <laughs> and then I'll see something. I'm like, where did you get that? Like, that's so cool. You need to put that out front. Yeah. Like, I never have noticed it before. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I can't. And listeners, I can't wait because we're going to do roundup posts of our spaces mm-hmm. so that you can see what we're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, Joe's area, it's as if you're walking into like a comics and collectible shop. It's yeah. it's no joke. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a big boy. It's it's no joke. <laughs> Obviously at the end of the day, um it's whatever you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with. Uh the Harper's Bazaar article that I had mentioned at the top said like minimalism versus maximalism which style is better and it's like no style is better it's mm-hmm. all objective yeah definitely <laughs> it's like why would you live in a house that you don't feel comfortable in it makes no sense no thank you unless like you can't but right if you have the option yeah i don't know it's just fun making a space into your mm-hmm. own yes and then we're so we're talking about these two groups i feel like there's even a third group of people that oh. could give a shit less about decor like, have you ever come across people like that? Well, maybe, like, your mom. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Like, she probably wasn't, like, a minimalist or a maximalist. She probably just mm-hmm. maybe didn't feel right spending the money on that stuff mm-hmm. or was just like, this is fine. Like, I feel fine. Yeah. It's not an issue. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've decided what we are, <laughs> which was never really a question, I'm going to tell you what it means for your personality to be a maximalist. I'm scared. So a person who has maxi tendencies values the gradual evolution of a space. They are often collectors and will display groups of objects that are not only beautifully created works of art that are valuable, but also represent some sort of meaning. Perhaps they have been collecting from their travels or have been passed down through their family. Maximalists often indulge in the extreme and can transcend the need for order. They experience order within chaos and find it exciting and motivating, even inspiring. But I feel like my decor is not, like, it's not expensive stuff. No. So am I a fraud maximalist? No, I don't think it needs to be valuable because it can also just represent some sort of meaning to you. Okay. Do you like the chaos within it? I think so. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You're like, I feed off of it. I feed off of it. <laughs> but sometimes I question myself because, like, in my area, I have, like, a little clothing rack with, like, some Halloween clothes on it. Mm-hmm. And I always look at it. I'm like, that is so stupid. Like, why? Because like, I like it. That's cute. I, well, I'm just, like, literally I'm bringing a closet out into the open like just Mm -hmm. to take up more space like am I stupid no because it's inspiring you I feel like you need it because your head's in like so many directions especially with like Halloween happy that Mm -hmm. it's like fashion is a part of it Mm -hmm. so like looking at those things probably that's what I tell myself but then I'm like well do I want to give up that area take the clothing rack out and put (laughs) a little vanity and bring out a piece of my bathroom into this area (laughs) leave the bathroom where it is (laughs) it's every aspect of the creative halloween thing so it's nice to have yeah your little Mm -hmm. fashion pieces and the crafting things and the Mm -hmm. decor and the books it's like it's all yeah it's all melding together for one good cause Mm -hmm. i need it it. it's me what can i say (laughs) michelle says i need it just tell myself that when I'm at Target later this fall oh, season. Don't. I'm no. not. I actually haven't heard 
purchased a lot of Halloween decor really? this year. Yeah. Have you been going out and not doing it or have you just not been going out? A little bit of both. We've been going, <laughs> but I'm like, I'll just wait. Mm-hmm. Do you change things out every year or do you, what do you do for your Halloween decor since your house is usually Halloween? Um, so like when Joe is cleaning his stuff, I'll clean my stuff and I'll like just rearrange it mm-hmm. and maybe add stuff that I don't have out. Yeah. Like maybe more like garlands. I'll put more lights up. Okay. It just depends, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like the only ho- like holidays we decorate for is Halloween and Christmas, and we've done a really bad job at both so far in the new place. Also, to be honest, I probably just do the mantle, and that's it. <laughs> Your house is so cute, Michelle. Yeah. It needs it needs some more Halloween cheer and Christmas cheer. You inspired me last year, though, because I did the bathroom. Cause I was, like, this I was is, so proud yeah. of you. I was like, this is a small enough space where I don't have to spend an arm and a leg mm-hmm. to really have an impact but I got like the curtain and the the hand towels mm-hmm. and the rug I think that was it but that's still I mean that's yeah, it still made a difference because yeah. it's like big areas yeah I think that's the thing we'll just we'll start acquiring we just didn't come with any decorations right. so we got to build it up let's see who I am all right tell us your soul tell us your soul you little minimalist you <laughs> Being a minimalist isn't just about owning less. It's about shedding the need to focus on material possessions that easily become disposable to make way for things that have true value and meaning. It is ridding oneself of the urge to acquire and accumulate and instead move away from the modern obsession with consumerism. Yeah, I guess so. What do you mean? (laughs) I don't like, I don't like, like, feeding into, like, the material consumerist thing. I think, yeah, probably because my mom just bought a lot growing Mm -hmm. up. We had, like, four espresso machines in boxes. Oh, my gosh. In the pantry for no Mm -hmm. reason. Just, well, I can give one as a wedding gift, and I can bring one to somebody in Portugal, and I can give this one to somebody, and then they would just sit there. They would go nowhere, yeah. and it's just because there was a great deal on them. And I just, that overindulgence, mm-hmm. I think, left a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. So it's like I just get what I need, and then if I need something, I'll go and get more. Okay, well, I just thought of a question because mm-hmm. I was thinking, um, what about where it comes with, like, your clothes? Because I was almost thinking, I was like, I feel like maybe I'm a minimalist when it comes maybe to my sense of fashion yeah or maybe not because then I was like is Michelle a maximalist with your style because you always like the prints and everything like that and then I was thinking about in my closet I'm like well I do have a lot of clothes I don't know do you know like do you feel like it's the same no because I feel like my like I think the amount is minimalist Mm -hmm. but I think the patterns and styles and stuff I I like more louder things yeah also, I think I've told you this, but um, the Marie Kondo thing with, mm-hmm. like, the spark of joy, that really helped me with my clothes. I I read some of the book, and then I watched it on Netflix. Yeah. But really just after watching that show, I went through all my clothes, and I literally just looked at stuff and said, I would never wear this again. Yeah. And I just got rid of it and donated it. Cause you need to do that. Yes. It was just really coming to terms with just shed it like mm-hmm. I had a a neon yellow crop top that said Satan is waiting oh that's fun <laughs> it was fun but I was like there's never a point in my life where I'm gonna wear this yeah donated it not even like a little bed shirt no 
not comfy. Okay. See, but you can't do that. You can't be like, well, I can do it. Like, I, I can wear it at this point. Because it's like, I already have 19 bed sheets. Yeah. And so it's just that idea of like, will I realistically ever use this or can somebody else use this? Mm-hmm. So whoever has that St. Anna's Way in shirt, I hope you're using it. I hope you're every using day. it too because this sounds cute as fuck. <laughs> but no, you really do got to do that sometimes. Yeah, maybe I'll do that soon. I was a hoarder of clothes that became too tight and I was like, I'll get back into it. Mm. And realistically, like, you might, but at the same time, it's going to be out of fashion by the time you do. Just That's buy true. something else. And how many years have you been telling yourself this, mm-hmm. Sam? It's been 10 years. <laughs> so let it go. You're let not going to wear the Beavis and Butthead cropped shirt that you got with the tag still on it. It's such a, a cute shirt. I, that sounds really cute. <laughs> I see why you're holding on to it. <laughs> but it's like, I wouldn't even wear it as a bed shirt, so I should just. Yes, because somebody else might really like it. Yeah. You know? But then I'm like, people are like, you should sell your clothes. And I'm like, well, should I do that? But then I'm like, would I go through the energy of doing that? I don't even know how to do that or where to start. I think the the something pop. All the kids are on the something. Depop. Yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe that'll be my project soon. Girl, you make a pretty little penny. I could use a pretty little penny, too. And you have really, really cute clothes, especially if some of them still have tags on it. Yeah. Oh, get out of here. But then do I need a mannequin? Do I need to buy a mannequin and then set up? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> set up a little area in my office. <laughs> and here the spiral the spiral commences. Here it comes. <laughs> so some tips and tricks of how to become a maximalist. If you do, I my tip is if you want to become a maximalist, you'll know. But to pick a theme, mm. to pick a theme to not get crazy with it because it can get out of control really fast so pick mm. a theme narrow it down um only surround yourself with things that spark joy and make you more creative mm-hmm. and make you happy and cozy whatever your vibe is yeah that's what I would say and how do you know if you're you're crossing into hoarder territory I would say if it starts to look unorganized, like if it's just piles of stuff, mm. no. Only let yourself get more things if everything is already like organized and it looks and nice and displayed. Yeah. And there's not every closet in your house is packed to the gills mm-hmm. with more more stuff. stuff. Yeah. That was my dad's apartment too. But all his stuff was so fun. Well, that's good. I, I know. mean, and if you get older, start getting rid of your stuff so your kid doesn't have to do it for you when you die. See, that's the thing that I was thinking is that a lot of people do collect stuff for their kids mm-hmm. because I remember. I feel like the kids don't care though; they they're don't not going to love it like you no. do. Unless it's the same, unless like say if you had a kid and they're into, well, you're a minimalist, so it's fine. No. Unless I had a kid and they're into Halloween mm-hmm. and horror, like. Say if Joe and I had a kid and they weren't, they don't fucking want. They're just going to throw it away. There's no point. No. Find someone who does like it, like, as you get older and skim down. Because somebody else might actually like it and use it. Um, Your kids usually rebel completely against you and will Mm -hmm. not like it. Your child will be a cheerleader jock, so get that thought out of your head that they want your Halloween stuff. Um, (laughs) But you can be a jock and a cheerleader and still like that. Yes, you can. (laughs) Um, But no, my mom has trunks and chests filled with all of these things that Mm -hmm. she's been collecting. Trunks and chests filled with crochet doilies for me to put around this house. Mm -hmm. 
they're not gonna be out in this house. Not even under like two no, under a plant Sam, pot. It is. It is literally like just tan beige cloth. Oh, I know with those. Just the frilly crochets all around it, mm-hmm. and some of them have floral designs, which I know that it takes a lot to do. It's really an yeah. art and stuff, but it is so old lady in the eighties. Yeah. What am I going to do with this? And now I'm burdened with mm-hmm. not, like, I'm not going to want to throw it out. Like, my yeah. grandma's grandma grandma exactly. made some of these things. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, is, like, when I was cleaning out my mom's stuff, she had a lot of her mom's stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of her dad's stuff, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, mom. Because then you feel guilty. Yeah, and then I did feel guilty because I'm like, my mom wouldn't want me to throw this stuff out. Uh-huh. So then I just tried to keep, like, a one of, like, a yeah. one of this, yeah, yeah, a one yeah. of that. But then I'm like... I rather I just want to if I'm gonna keep anything it's gonna be my mom stuff not yeah. my grandparents yeah. stuff like there's no attachment there it's so much yeah it's a lot so do you have any tips for a minimalist I would say because the minimalism that I appreciate isn't so sterile mm-hmm. I would say definitely I I think having art on the wall and trinkets and things like that are important and I do think that they um, better your life I would just say pick an artist that you really love really invest the money into it instead of getting all these small like $20, $40, $60 prints and doing gallery walls if you want to become minimalist like just think of all that money and do one big painting that's a great tip yeah you know I love that Um, and that's that's what I think Mm mm-hmm you know, really, if you're going to only have a few pieces, just save up the money to get the thing that you really, really like mm-hmm. instead of a bunch of things that you kind of like. It gives me the heebie-jeebies when you describe minimalism as sterile. Like, all I do I is don't like th- that, yeah. think of, like, hospital yeah. and, like, doctor's office. Well, I just think, I think that, and then... And the Kim Kardashian yes. house when Kanye yes. lived there. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is crazy. I'm like, you have kids. Mm-hmm. Give them some life and color yes. and things to, like, stimulate their brain. Exactly. Like, what the heck? You need stimulation. Yeah. Like, that, see, that's what I think of when I think about minimalism, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not minimalist, but mm-hmm. I think I am. It's, it's just, that's too far gone. Yeah. That's not, that's no stimulation. That's just blank walls. But also, I mean, Kanye's kind of like, I think he has some issues and maybe his mind is just going so fucking hard that he mm-hmm. really just needs that. That's true. Because yeah. even his fashion aesthetic is like beige nothing. Mm-hmm. You need some fucking inspiration and stimulation. In yeah. Your it doesn't need to be a ton of stuff, but mm-hmm. just something. Yeah. Pictures of your family. I know that's I feel like that is a thing that we've lost touch with since everything's on digital Mm -hmm. is that growing up there were just a lot of the decor were family photos and now I have one that is about three three inches by two inches of a wedding photo that was like a wallet photo Mm -hmm. that I have and that's the only picture we have of people yeah do you have a lot of photos I ha- not a lot, but I try to have a few. Like, I just recently printed out a few of when Joe and I were hanging out, like, some of my favorite photos. But it's because, like, I ha- I buy, like, photo photo printing paper so I can just print it out from my phone and just, like, put oh, it. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, just put it, like, on my fridge or whatever. Yeah. And then maybe I'll get a frame for it. But 
Yeah. I'm okay. Just, I like to have them. That's nice. See, I I think I think I would like to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny too because, like, say if I, if there's friends who have lost pets. I'll like go online to say pictures of their pets and print out an actual photo Aww. and I'll like send it in a card. And they're always like, thank you so much. Like I have no actual photos mm-hmm. of them, which that's why I like printed that one out. Cause I was yeah. like, Michelle probably doesn't even have any photos. No. I feel like, do people think it's weird? But I'm like, I would like no. it. So I'm I, like, good. I don't got to go fucking print it out myself. It's nice. Nobody actually takes the time to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like a nostalgic thing. Yeah. Like I used to love, we, our coffee table had a drawer on it and it had all the loose four by six photos and then there was about 17 albums in my mom's closet and sometimes when I was bored I would just take those albums down Mm -hmm. and just go through photos yeah and I don't think you know well now you just scroll through Instagram but it's it's different Mm -hmm. actually want to ask the listeners like do you have actual printed out photos as your decor in your homes because I think we have a younger Mm -hmm. like an our age demographic and I'm wondering if people still do that the majority of all of my printed out photos are just in a box and yeah. I'll just bring down the box and look through them. Mm-hmm. Also, I, you know what? I kind of, I'm thinking that a lot of the times you saw those photos like going up the stairs mm-hmm. and most people our age don't own homes or multi-leveled homes. So yeah. maybe that's where a lot of the photos are missing. <laughs> well, I was, whenever I went to my friend's house who had photos like that, I'm like, oh, that must mean, like, they're rich or that the Mm. parents are, like, happily married and stuff, and it's not, like, a broken family. (laughs) That's what I always thought when I... It does feel that way. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't have this in my house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's definitely that vibe. Mm -hmm. I feel like even in horror movies, like, I'm thinking of Red Dragon, where it's like, you know this is a happy home because there's photos of Mm. the family everywhere and up the stairs. Well, then also my paranoid self, I'm like... Well, if you put photos in your house and someone breaks in, they're going to know more about mm. you. All right. Let's wrap it up. All oh, right. Doing, let's not. Let's not get overwhelmed for you maximalist people because if I can do it, you can do it too. Organize your stuff. Take it one day at a, one day at a time and just do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's not think that minimalism means boring or bare or plain, you can be minimalist and still throw up big swatches of color on the wall, use wallpaper, use pattern, use prints, um, to really make it feel homey and not have it be sterile. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what your style is. Mm -hmm. Also, your parents and if you're living with a partner what's their style? Are they a minimalist or a maximalist? Mm -hmm. And be sure you follow us on Instagram. Subscribe, rate if you can. Review. Mm -hmm. Do that stuff. We would appreciate it. We love it. And yeah, we definitely want to see your spaces. Yeah. We'll do a thing like on our stories where we'll do something and then if you tag us, we'll reshare so all the other listeners can see. Yeah, we'll do the whole thing. Thanks for listening. We love you, and we'll catch you next time. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Wow.
Let's Not Podcast is part of The Dorkening, which is a network dedicated for podcasters, a group of shows helping each other to grow, share ideas, collaborate, and innovate. You can check out more at thedorkening.com. And thank you to our sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Deadly Grounds Coffee is fresh roasted here in New England by skilled master roasters in a unique way that allows the true flavor of the bean to come through. It's coffee the way it was meant to be. Fresh, full, delicious. It's coffee to die for. Check them out at DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com.